The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night, just after 8 o'clock, so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. And if you're listening on the audio platform, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. Lance, how we doing? And man, oh man, what a freaking win. Yeah, Bills Mafia, how you doing out there? What a great game. Um, I feel like I wanted to open this up a little bit with saying that this is kind of what I feel like a lot of Bills Mafia wants to see every single game. And um, I don't disagree. I I love to see when the Bills click like that. And um, it's just not realistic to expect everyone to play at the highest level every game. It just people are human and things happen. Um, And the other teams get paid to be out there, too. So. This is what happens when the Bills are are focused and just click on all cylinders. It was great to see. It was fun to watch. Um, I know Matt Homan, uh, BIB guy, was here for the first his first game with his son Henry and his wife Emily. Uh, that was amazing um, to see those guys before the game. I went out to the tailgate and then was able to drive home right after um, right after the tailgate and get home and on my couch for the for the game time. So it was great. Um, Roy is noticing, uh, that I had to, uh, get rid of the beard there. I had a little fight with the razor, uh, before the show and, and, uh, it won. So can't get anything uh, past Roy. Can't can't get get anything past Roy. Roy. He knows, but, um, yeah. So what a great game though. I think that, um, you know, the city of, or, or the, the fan base was really nervous. I think I was, I was seeing a lot of nervous energy, um, and hearing a lot of nervous energy from a lot of fans, um, going, uh, into that game and just completely kind of was like, Nope, we got you. And the, and the bills kind of eliminated all that doubt. Um, now I think that it's fair to say that this was their best game of the season, obviously. And they've, been winning the last two weeks by decent margins, but this was and the, the complete before. game. Yeah, the the complete game from start to finish. You know, they they didn't um, have too many deficiencies, and we're going to get into kind of the game breakdown. But I think that just 
from start to finish, it felt like they were kind of in control. They were unstoppable. And um, what a what a great game to be able to for for some folks to be able to witness as their first game, such as Matt, and then for uh, others, just the fans in the stands there must have um, been going nuts. Those games are the most fun to be at, in my opinion. Yeah, if you guys are in the comment section, if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, we appreciate it. If you're listening to the audio platform, we appreciate it. And we are always, as always, we are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code BLITZ at checkout for a 100% deposit match starting from $10 up to $100. So use promo code BLITZ on underdogfantasy.com. Let's get right into it. Guys, if you're in the comment section, let us know. Breton was a little nervous. Um, Wayne's happy we humbled them. Scott is talking about the other Josh Allen on Jacksonville. Don't you guys worry. We will get to that game in the second half of the show, as we always do. And if you're listening on audio platform, we appreciate it. So let's get right into it. We have a ton to talk about. Obviously, the Bills defeated the Miami Dolphins by a score of 48 to 20, uh, catapulting themselves into first place in the AFC East and up until the top of the conference um, with Kansas City with and with Baltimore. The Bills, I'm going to start here, Lance. They looked dominant. They looked, for probably, I would say, three quarters of the game, fully in control. Obviously, the first four possessions collectively was two touchdowns for the Bills and two touchdowns for Miami. And when I was watching, I was texting some of my friends that are Bills fans. I was like, we just got to get a stop. You got to find a way to get a stop. And Lance, I was like, let him kick a field goal. Find a way to get to stop. That's how good Miami's offense was clicking. And that's how good I think if you're Miami on the other side as a fan, you're probably thinking, same that the Bills, we're clicking. Let's just get a stop. Well, one team figured it out defensively. And I think, Lance, we have seen this before of McDermott. It usually takes about a drive. First game of the Vegas game, uh, they scored. The first first drive, sorry, first drive of the Vegas game, Raiders went down in March and scored. First game, first drive of the Commanders game. They were driving, and Terrell Bernard made a great play. So the Bills' defense usually has started slow and kind of kind of make some checks going into the second, third drive. Well, it took them a little while to get going. Touchdown from Achin, uh, and then another one, and then the Bills, after 14-14, went on a nice 17-0 run to end the half. They go up 31-14, and they kind of didn't look back. Obviously, Barrio scored early, in, uh, about six minutes in to the second, third quarter. Um, but a field goal, a pick off, a pick, a pick, and a touchdown kind of ended it. But Lance, let's let's where, where, where do you want to go here, man? Like, where yeah, do you I mean, talk, we can talk hmm. defense, we can talk a line, we can talk quarterback play, we can talk digs, we can talk. Yeah, I got some notes here. I think that yeah. um, this. I'm just gonna go with the comment first. Um, I think that a lot, a lot of the defensive line, a lot of the the line decisions on both sides of the ball really have started to validate themselves here and it came to fruition this offensive line is obviously gelling really well right now and i think that um that helps protect uh josh allen but also uh gets the running game going we noticed that the running game for the bills has been um impressive and even the the national announcers have noticed and tony romo was impressed by the bills um running game and the way they've been able to be consistent getting the four and five yard gains when they need them and kind of getting themselves to stay on schedule or ahead of schedule um, with the down and distance, the defensive line at Oliver signings absolutely looked outstanding so far. 
Um, Daquan Jones looks outstanding so Time far. Time I mean, Greg Rousseau obviously is just taking his game to yet another level. Um, we have Leonard Floyd signing was a great signing. Um, even guys like Tim Settle and Jordan Phillips are still playing their role. Um, so all over the offensive and defensive line, I really think that you're seeing a lot of um, decisions that were made come to fruition and, and people now understand why those decisions were made and, and having, um, you know, Bates moved to center as a backup and putting in Osiris Torrance who handled Christian Wilkins uh, with, with pretty much with ease. ease. I mean, yeah. and it, you know, and so, um, yeah, I think that, you know, overall it was just a solid, solid thing. One of the things I was interested in reading on Twitter too, was about different personnel packages and things. So, it's really fun to see the way that different people were used in different positions. We had, you know, Diggs or Hardy or Sherfield in the back, as, lining up at the back um, next to Josh Allen and the gun, and then the running backs were out, split out wide or in the slot. That was pretty. That was pretty cool to see. You're talking about personnel. Go back. Let's go back to the first drive of the game. That touchdown pass to Gabe Davis. If you guys go back and watch it, you see they swing out Hardy to the right side, kind of like that swing pass by the line of scrimmage, and people have talked about we got to use Hardy's speed a little more, that kind of stuff. Well, Ken Dorsey did it perfectly there. It was they used him as a decoy. He Hardy swings out to the right. Allen looks, bumps at Hardy to the right. The two defensive players on Miami bite on Hardy and leave Gabe Davis down the sideline for a touchdown. So it's not even using like the Hardys of the world or those type of players. It's Making them a decoy because you the two defenders bought or bit on the fake on the pump and great job by Allen Davis did a great job of selling it as well Hardy sold it and it led to a Gabe Davis touchdown. Well, you talk about the defense. Defense was incredible after the first two drives. They they were wreaking havoc and we've talked about it and people in the national media have talked about it this week. If you get Miami into those third and a little more than manageable, maybe like the third and six, third and seven, they're gimmicky. And this is not a shot at Miami. They're a great offense. I'm not going to – saying they're gimmicky is not a bad thing. But their gimmicky kind of finesse style of offense, get the ball out quick, kind of goes away when you know exactly what they're going to do on a third and seven and a third and eight. It kind of takes away what they do best, get their guys up out in space and use that speed. And, look, did the Bills give up yards? A thousand percent. They gave up a crap ton of yards. Not as much as Denver did, but they gave up a good amount of yards where – you would think that your, those yards would lead to more than 20 points. But the Bills did a great job of obviously forcing some turn, turnovers, a fumble, a Micah Hyde interception. They did that, held them to a um, – and they just limited their drives. They limited the, their drives, and they did a good job of that bend-don't-break kind of style of defense. They got after Tua. Lance, we saw – I think A.J. Ampinenza did this once. I don't know about who else did it, but I think I saw it one more time. When the edge rushers, rushers were coming off the edge – they got they got into his passing lanes. They jumped up in the air. They blocked the ball. They made it hard on Tua. And Tua, for three weeks in the season, has been not touched really. And credit to Miami's O line heading into this week. But in order to get after Tua, and we've seen this in the past lands, you have to get pressure on him. And the Bills did a great job of disguising pressure. The Bills are tied for first in sacks. Yeah, I think the Bills- that. I had this as a, as a note as well. Hands in passing lanes was just yeah, one of the things you just notice when you watch it back. 
that, you know, they're just, even if they're not able to beat you to get pressure, they kind of like, I saw Ed Oliver do this a few times too. Is like, he didn't get a good first rush and he kind of, you know, he lost the rep on the, on the rushing side of things, but he kind of, he kind of was able to stay off his guy enough to kind of stand around the line of scrimmage and try to jump up and see if he can affect the pass. I think Rousseau and Floyd's length on the outside and with the pressure up the middle from Daquan Jones really uh, made it difficult for Miami to, to move the ball uh, too much. I think that, you know, the bills um, just were, were really able to get the right coverage calls at the right times as well in this game. I think they were able to kind of stay disciplined and make sure they didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to all that window dressing that Miami has. And that's really one of the things that benefited them in this win. They were able to just show um, discipline, have gap integrity, and maintain their assignments. So you talk about the one eleventh that everyone needs to do on the defense. I think that's a big uh, proponent of this defense because you you have to um, make sure that each side of the field is covered. And consistently doing what you're supposed to do is what's going to give you the success that the Bills had. They, they don't win every rep, but they're consistent on doing their assignment each play. Um, and, and again, you know, you saw the first couple of drives, they got beat on some misdirections. They got beat on the run in the run game, but, you know, they were consistent. They kept doing what they needed to do, and it took over, and they were able to win. I think the linebackers, uh, I think they played great, I thought. Milano and Bernard were flying around. I thought Hyde had a good game. I thought Taylor Rapp had a good game in the sense of where we didn't like, you didn't come from the game like, well, I saw Taylor Rapp get beat a ton. I don't think he had a crazy great PFF grade. Um, he was in the 60s, pretty good in coverage, 64. But it was one of those games where like you didn't think he was an issue. Like Taylor Rapp was not an issue, which is all you can kind of ask for when you're replacing Poyer. Uh, I thought Benford was pretty good. Came back from the injury. I thought Dane was good. Obviously, I see the jersey behind you, Lance. Uh, the Trey White injury is it's terrible. It's a little bit of a, a, gun punch, a gut punch from what was 99.9% a great Sunday. Uh, that 0.1% being Tredavious White. Obviously, we know he's Taurus Achilles. He's going to miss the remainder of the season. I guess the bright side of a torn Achilles is that you're. it's not a crazy long time frame. It's about five to seven months, so he'll be back for the summer. But and we're not going to get into the logistics of his future in the Bills. Lance, you agree? Like, I, don't, I think we're not there yet. That's an off season for you and me. That. Yeah, that's an I off think season. That, uh, appreciate Izzy talking about my uh, chin and my jawline. Your chin, yeah, Lance, show off the jawline. But no, we'll we'll get into the we'll get into the Trey White uh, issue or contract stuff after the season after the the Bills. Uh, finish their season, but they do have a loss there. Look, you're going to have to Benford. Uh, I thought Benford was playing good. We'll find out his status tomorrow. He did come back in the game. That's a good sign. We'll see pull your status tomorrow and into Thursday. We'll give us an idea if he plays on Sunday. Dane Jackson, I thought was good. Uh, and this begs the, the question. We'll get to this when we get to the Jaguars preview. I see John Robert in there. We'll get to that. Uh, and even uh, Robbie's coming in. We'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about who replaces Trey down the road in the Jaguars preview. Uh, but let's let's focus here, Lance. Let's get to the offense. But we'll, we'll get to the Kyrie story, and we'll talk about when we previewed the Jaguars game in the second half of the show. Sure, sure. Lance, let's talk about this Bills offense. This Bills offense was dynamic. 
They were explosive. And they have ran the ball really well through three weeks. They did not run the ball well on Sunday. And it didn't matter. Right. I think that the thing that you have to remember about the run game um, that I noted here, the the big thing I'll say about it, is that these backs are always falling forward, though. They did. They did get stuffed. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying they were bad. It feels like when they need to, um, they're they're falling forward, and that's one of the things um, that I that I just have noticed. All four. This isn't necessarily a this game comment about the offense, but these guys tend to carry their momentum forward, even especially the tight ends, as we saw as well, um, and and then even Stefan Diggs uh, breaking a tackle and things. So with the with the offense. The thing that's really improving and that I saw in this game more so than the other games was Allen getting the ball out on time to the receivers. And that's going to be really crucial. Um, I'm looking at well, the chart, the pa- the passing direction chart. He had um, five for five between, you know, behind the line of scrimmage and 10 yards to the left, six of six up the middle. And then four for four to the right, under ten yards, and and passes behind the line of scrimmage. So just passes under ten yards, taking the easy plays that we yeah. talked about, right? So that's eight, eight, that twelve for twelve, and fifteen of fifteen for pat at, on passes ten yards or less. And then as he got deeper from above ten yards and, and past twenty yards, even. You know, still really good. Obviously, he had a perfect QB rating, so he didn't really miss many. Um, so it was, let's see, four of six between 10 and 20 yards, and then uh, two of three uh, past 20 yards. So really um, just efficient play by Josh Allen. I think that's really going to be the key to this offense is if he is able to do that week in and week out, he got amazing grades throughout the entire um, you know, team. Yeah. I think whatever yeah, whatever category you want to say, yeah, he's in. He's got pretty good grades um, from PFF. I think that just the he definitely passed the eye test. Obviously, this week, um, just really, and then taking it with his legs when he needed to, um, especially for that touchdown later, and kind of really putting the nail in the coffin. So that's one of the cool things about this offense is if they're willing to just take what you're giving them, you can't necessarily take away everything. Um, the one thing I noted here to get your your uh, opinion on is how, with this in mind, this topic, how good can they be and Diggs being the focal point of the offense, right? He's been the lion's share of the targets um, mm-hmm. in, in the passing game. And we know late in the season last year and or at different times, people have been able to take Diggs away uh, but I think when we're seeing Stefan Diggs get taken away, that Allen's now becoming more, more and more willing to try to take um, some of the other stuff that's available to him. So, so I think the question is, you know, how good can they be? And do you think that this focal point on Stefan Diggs is going to be the recipe for success? Well, I think this off. How good could it be? Like the question I posed. Uh, I think they could be the best in the NFL. They're that good and they're that gifted. When you're talking about the, the Diggs question, when obviously teams know Diggs is the primary target. He's the top three, four, whatever receiver in the NFL, too. I don't whatever you want to rank him. But 
it was it was kind of funny. I'll get back to your question. It's kind of funny on Sunday, Lance. Their Miami's best corner, Xavier Howard, did not follow Diggs. They had oh, I forgot the kid's name, number four, Kanduju. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he was just I I feel bad for the kid because he was just he was in a different league of his own. Like he was just not there. It was like a junior varsity. It was like a it was like a middle schooler playing at the varsity level. He was just wasn't there, and it's not his fault. We just the, 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 I think. Vic Fangio put him in a – thank you, Izzy. Should have had that in front of me. But is, uh, they just put him in a bad spot. But look, and yeah, I don't even know. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Get there. Cool. Yeah. Number four. And you just all you had to do is look at number – just number four. Every time Diggs made a catch, number four was somewhere either missing the tackle in that great Diggs play or trailing him after getting beat, that corner touchdown. But even when, even Allen alluded to this. They he wants to get Gabe Davis even more involved. He said we have to get Davis more involved in the intermediate plays, the short kind of passes. And I think Gabe Davis is never going to be a guy, Lance, that has seven to eight catches. I think we kind of have to move on from that. I think we do. But he was targeted three times. He caught the ball three times, so he was very efficient. 61 yards. Had the touchdown. I would like to see maybe four to six catches from Gabe Davis. Yep. But the Bills only completed 21 passes. They didn't throw 35 completion. Like, they only completed the ball 21 times. So when you do that, there's not as that many targets you can go around. Um, but when teams focus on digs, and I think as the season progresses, Allen will get more and more comfortable. But... Don Kincaid was targeted five times. He had four catches. Look, the thing about Kincaid, his yards are not eye-popping, but his receptions, he's walking away with three, four, five receptions. He's about, I think, either 11th or 12th in receptions by all tight ends. That's not terrible, Lance. No, And he runs very well. He runs with the ball, and he runs with uh, vicious um, aggression. They got... They got Trent Sherfield with two catches, three targets, 18 yards. Uh, Knox had a catch. I would like to see Knox a little more involved. But yeah, we six did targets t- for the, if you, you got to talk about this tight end group kind of as a whole. As, yes, six targets, I did, the I tight agree. ends. You know, that's kind of where the rest of it. But we knew be. that, Lance. We knew Knox's share would go down, and I think he knew it. But Knox has been, been a good red zone target. I like Kincaid for receptions. I don't know if the yards are always going to be there, but he's a tight end. If we get it to like a four for 40, Lance, you know what I mean? Four for 45. I think the yards drop popping, but being top 12 in receptions is pretty good so far for a rookie. And I don't think he's even reached his where he, I think we can get him. Uh, they used, you know what? That was great by Allen. That pass to James Cook, that he kind of felt pressure, didn't take off, kind of stayed in the pocket, bails to the right, and floats a perfect ball to James Cook. And I think the one that critique might be the on that play is like, can Cook just explode and break away and score the score on that play. I mean, it didn't matter, but I just, oh, but, you know, the, the one thing I saw on that play was I watched it back. I'm like, Oh man, cook got chased down by a linebacker, which yeah, not necessarily chased down, but just in the feng shui of the play, uh, just kind of, you know, the linebacker was able to get but it. Lance, but Lance, don't you watch that play and like, we need to get James cook the ball more out of the backfield in passing downs. Don't you, don't you watch that kind of play? Be like, James well, Cook I think that is an elite pass catch, or can I think be it's going to be catcher. something that we don't need to. Uh, John asked, it was 51 yards, but um, it, it was, was a 48 yard reception. 48 yards, excuse me. Um, I, I think that those are things that you kind of have 
in your bag, right? When and and so that's because, like you said, this offense can be so good; it can do so many things. So many things. You could say that you want to do this more or that more, but it's it's going to be game plan dependent. It's going to be matchup dependent on on the team you play. So you 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 really, um, it's hard to to necessarily for me to, to really say points. do this more because yeah, we this was it the perfect game. I don't. Points. Yeah, they did everything that you could that you could ask for. They had one drive and then a field goal and one oh, punt. I think you said, right? but otherwise, I think it was. Um, yeah, they did. And then on, on the punt, guy. they nailed it right up the like five yard line too. So just punt. the execution on every level of this game was so at such a high level, and that's what I'm trying to say is like, Bills Mafia wanted this right out of the gate Monday Night Football. I feel like yeah. they wanted they they wanted that sort of just. And it takes time, and, and I'm not, and they're still going to have bad games this year. Obviously, this isn't, you know, this is a great win. It's, you know, a division opponent. We, I, I really feel better about we the season about this. going we three and one. Last. Yep, going three well, and we, one instead of falling back two and two. So it definitely we talked it, about that last it's week. Going to help with momentum, but I think that just like individual players are going to win and lose matchups at times, the Bills are going to win and lose their matchups as a whole yeah. in different, in different scenarios, but it's just minimizing the effect of those loss matchups. So if the bills want to key in on a matchup where James cook takes advantage of the person on him, I think if that doesn't go well, you have to not let it ruin your whole game plan and still be able to audible yeah. or, you know, switch to something else, if get someone else, working. some other matchup going and still be able to compete in the game. And I think that's where you're going to see, um, this offense of diversity come in. Like you mentioned, we didn't really run the ball very well. Now we didn't well, need to, but yeah. as, as you saw us not being able to run the ball so well, they were able to then switch over to more of a passing game and, and be effective that way. A couple comments. And I want to allude to one player that we probably, we haven't talked about yet that deserves his props. Um, it's not Spencer Brown, but he definitely deserves it. Uh, Boys talking about short intermediate is why we signed Sherfield and Hardy and drafted Kincaid. Yeah, and they've been using that. I think Allen just thinks Gabe Davis is just a talented player. And I bet you, I think he was kind of more alluding at we just want to get him the ball more because I think we know what he can do. So that was what he's kind of alluding at. Yes, Gabe Davis intermediate. So is I think Hardy's more of the kind of gadget guy. And I think Sherfield they could use more, but two catches for 18 yards, back to back games with at least two catches. And Kincaid's starting to get a little more targets. And they've used Kincaid in that safety net. Uh, kind of role. Dawson Knox had that great catch for a first down when he absolutely just stiff-armed a Miami Dolphins defender to the ground. Uh, that was an angry run. Great play by Dawson Knox. Spencer Brown deserves his props 100%. We have not talked about Spencer Brown, which is good because every time we have talked about Spencer Brown, it's because he did something wrong. But Lance, you know who deserves a shout-out? You know who deserves a shout-out? Latavius freaking Murray. Four carries, for 32 yards, he averaged eight yards a carry. I know his, he had that one big run for 29 yards. But this guy, this guy still has some legs in him. Yeah, I absolutely. didn't see this coming. He's so much fun to watch, too. I didn't see this coming at all. And they're splitting him out wide, and they're doing all this other stuff. That's what, kind of the, the fun and stuff. And Harris as well. Yeah. He had six carries for 29 yards, averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Those two guys are perfect compliments to james cook they might have actually nailed the running back room this year it feels like, like they kind of nailed it it feels yeah. like they kind of got 
the true alpha in James Cook and the two guys that can complement him. And you know what? Shout out to James Cook. He finally got his touchdown because he deserved it. He deserved it. It wasn't his best game on the ground, but he finally deserved a touchdown because he's been an absolute beast uh, for the first three weeks. Yeah, Spencer Brown, the best starter, uh, grading out in the run block game. What the heck? What world are we living in that Spencer Brown's been good? Deion Dawkins um, has been nothing short of phenomenal. Uh, Really uh, great year so far for him. I think that he was – no, Spencer Brown was the highest graded. Where am I at? Nope, I'm looking at the wrong section. Sorry, Connor McGovern, the highest graded pass blocker. Yeah. Um. I somehow Osiris Torrance did not grade well. I thought he was game at all. But I think yeah, I think he played. PFF gives you that once in a while. That one you're just like, like Milano gets it sometimes, where you're just like, no. Um. But according to going up against Christian Wilkins, I think you know he did phenomenal. There were a couple of extra boosts in the points. But according to PFF, Lance, through four weeks, the Bills are the number one pass-blocking team. That is something I didn't think I was going to be saying through four weeks. I would have took 15. I would have been like, okay, I'll sign up for the 15th best. Yeah, I'm over the moon about being the number one. We don't even have to be number one the whole year. But, my God, I did not see this coming from this offensive line. And I guess, you know what? We haven't talked about props to Aaron Cromer. Uh, exactly. Second year on the job, he's doing a great job. That tor- I know Torrance didn't grade well from PFF, but you can't always look at PFF. We do, you and I use it a good amount. But Lance, Torrance. Yeah, my buddy Matt was coming in about the running game not being super flashy. But again, it it's effective. just guys continuing this to do their jobs and continuing to execute their assignments. And, and you see Latavius Murray break off, you know, your favorite term, game. fall forward. And then, yeah, and then they fall forward. So <laughs> it, it, it's very. Um, it's very welcomed, I think, uh, in the run game. And that really kind of sets this offense to a new height, I think, right? I think that yeah. when you talk about, oh, yeah. just to finish up on that, how good it could it be is like when you're running the ball as effectively as they were, I think that you just, the sky's the limit with this offense if you can do that. And Matt, um, thank you, Izzy, for the comments. Zero sacks allowed, zero quarterback hits allowed, zero penalties. Deion Dawkins is having a monster year. PFF 79.5 overall, 80.2 pass blocking overall, and a 71.2 run block. I just moved to what went right because we're talking yeah, about great perfect. things. Yeah, we're, we're we are already here, yeah, really. We're, what we're I had about- for, for this specifically, though, um, I wanted to talk about the penalties a little bit for what went right. Uh, Do you have any penalties? Eight penalties on Miami for 98 yards. Four good. penalties on the Bills for 20 yards. So four or five oh, yarders. Basically. I don't remember the penalties. I watched the game from the beginning to the end. I don't, which is a good, obviously I, they had four penalties. I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes you remember the penalties. Didn't notice them, right. Yeah. That's a good thing. That means they weren't important. Yeah, exactly. They weren't I think important. that that was the whole point I, I made earlier with the discipline that they had. That's part of it is not uh, shooting yourself in the foot, staying ahead of schedule um, and, and not getting yourself behind schedule. And then the well, other thing is the efficiency that this offense has had and, and the defense has had on third and fourth downs. Miami was 3 of 10 on third down and 0 for 3 on fourth down, and the Bills were 5 for 10 on fourth down or on third down on offense. So keeping the, uh, the offense on the field by picking up the third downs at a 50% clip and then preventing the Dolphins from extending drives, keeping them – at a three of 10 on third yeah. down and then stopping them in every fourth down attempt. I think that um, incredible efficiency from both sides of the ball 
And when you talk about a team playing complimentary football, this is the best example I've seen in a long time. Well, the funny thing is, right, the national media after week one, killing the Bills. And rightfully so. You and I, we we spent an hour talking about what we need to work. You and I went through game pictures. We don't, we're not a huge game film guy. We, we like game film, but we don't bring it onto our show. We like just, we watch it. We talk about it. Yeah. You and I literally brought photos onto the screen and talked about what Allen did wrong. And it was kind of rock bottom after one week, which was kind of crazy. Fast forward to the beginning of October where I know we're not, it's, I know it's 17, so it's not 16. So it's not a quarter into the year. About a quarter way through this. But we'll say, I'm going to play that the 17th game doesn't exist. We'll say it's about a quarter into the year. And the Bills feel like a completely different team. They have run through three opponents. They've run through the Raiders. They ran through the Commanders. And you know, Lance, guess what? You know what we were talking about last week? Are the Commanders legit? We, You and I talked about that heading into that game. And then we went away after that game. And the National Media kind of got off the Commanders. I'm not saying they're back on. But you did. I know they lost on Sunday. But did we see what they did? They took the Philadelphia Eagles to overtime in Philly. In Philly, the team that lost thirty-seven to three to the Bills took the Eagles to overtime in Philly. I'm not it's a divisional saying game. I mean, I think that but, you have to. But you get what I'm saying. That, I, yeah. I think the Commanders are better than people that they. I think they're more of that nine to ten win team than that six win team. That wins a little better. The Raiders stink. We'll throw them out. They stink. But you know what? Who cares? We beat them thirty-eight to ten. And the Jets, you know, played very they, well. They should have can We won't. We won't get you know, to that against Kansas City. And the one thing my buddy Matt said, and, I, and he's here, and I, I would like to say it out loud too, is I don't, I don't know if I heard people talking about Patrick Mahomes the way they talk no, about Josh no. Allen when he has a game like that. They have very I similar. Think that's stats. a little bit uh, of, you know, I think it's bullshit. Quite honestly, I think that you know, if if fifteen's going to have a game like that. Um, you know, he deserves the criticism the same way yeah. when Josh has a bad game, 100%. that he gets criticized. And, um, you know, Mahomes obviously with some Super Bowl wins, gets put on a, a bigger pedestal. I understand. Yeah. But you know what? Advocate. Everyone's human too, and, and, and they're going to have no, bad games. So no. I think that look, when you look at, you know, overall um, talent here, I think you got to understand that, um, you know, we've our quarterback is obviously. Is he coming in trouble or is he just dropping stats? I think is he just sitting and dropping stats. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Right now, Terrell Bernard on the season has two picks, two sacks, two interceptions, 29 tackles, 16. I think we've talked about Terrell Bernard. Not enough. We, we've given him his praise the last couple weeks. What's up, T? Uh, yeah, Mahomes is going to play good. That Jets defense is good. And I think Zach Wilson uh, played pretty good. It's unfortunate for the Jets uh, that they didn't get the win. They have Denver coming up on Sunday, kind of a toss-up game in my opinion. And then they got Philly, which is probably a loss. Big game for the Jets on Sunday because if they lose, they'll be 1-5, which is that's rock bottom in the NFL. Uh, and New England's just terrible. So that's a little AFC roundup for you guys. Uh, but, well, I lost my train of thought, Lance. Where are we going here? Uh, I'm not sure where we were going. I just I don't know where. Okay, you know what? On my... let's, let's get, before we get to the player of the game, anything that needs work 
Yep. Do we I just want to shout out the, I think I said this earlier too, for the wet one right part too, is Daquan Jones and the penetration oh, up the we'll middle from right. our defensive line is just incredible. I think that's going to be a big part in how successful this defense is because the defensive tackles and the interior linemen are able to get such pressure or, or be able to affect the play in such a way that really gives the back end an easier time in defending their guys. So I just wanted to say that last part. Um, moving on to what needs work, we obviously saw um, the way that the Bills start games. You mentioned this at the top. Mm-hmm. Starting the games by getting behind, it seems. Defensively. Defensively. Yeah. Um, we saw two or th- was it at least two games, though, the first two games, where they didn't get off to the best start offensively either with a three and out. So no, um, this week so they we got a this week they they were firing <laughs> right from the get go. Um, and then the last thing for me is still against some of the teams. Now we we did really well against the Raiders, who who are or who were considered maybe to be one of the better running teams because of who their running back is. Gosh, but maybe because of what their offensive line is, they're not as effective running the ball this year as people would think but i think the run defense still um and it's coming it's improving i think people are i'm not always the biggest fan of of people coming up and throwing a shoulder into the running back that's one of the things that kind of bugs me about this team is they're looking to just hit hit people with force and get them to the ground rather than try to actually wrap them up and and take them out so i think that um if I have to criticize anything, it's it's going to be, um, you know, making sure that we make sh- more sure tackles um, on defense and and get some stops in the running game. We, yeah. we were exposed a little bit with some outside runs and some reverses type plays. I think those are are the plays where, because in the same breath I said we were disciplined and, and we had gap integrity and stuff. And again, you're not going to be perfect in the plays that they missed and they weren't disciplined and they didn't follow their assignments they got beat pretty bad on them it's the run game and i'm not trying to make an excuse because i a thousand percent agree with what you're saying they felt like they kind of sold out a little more for the pass obviously and that makes sense going up against a miami sure. team and against a vegas team. yeah and against a vegas team two weeks ago you sold out more for the run based off who was the quarterback uh for vegas but you have to limit the big plays kind of those big runs Sheen, the rookie from a&m who looks like to be a pretty good running back for miami had 55 had a 55 yard run got it that can't happen it was kind of at the point of the game lands where was it like 40 was it 41 20 at that point i think it was 41 20 at that point where uh they stopped the run but well lance another couple times they did a great job on the run they stopped the fourth and one they stopped the fourth and one against Miami. Huge momentum swing. They forced a fumble on Mostert. So they they there were good signs of the run game, the run defense, but there was also the big plays and all that kind of stuff. It didn't hurt them, which was good. Uh, let's hope it doesn't come back and bite you down the road. I'm trying to find out like what else, and I think I agree, the run defense is something we probably need to work on, and I agree. I'm trying to find other stuff that needs work on from this game. I, I'm I'm trying I'm drawing a blank here I'm I really am and I I usually got it but yeah I didn't I see much I mean like I said I think that it's, you know it's there's, the run there's 
maybe going to be action. times where you're not. There's going to be times where you just either don't make Keep a good play, yeah. like you maybe you like More again, you're, you're you're human, so you either just make a mistake, either in your you know your gap assignment or you know your reads or whatever the case may be. Um, but overall, I think, like I said, the consistency of doing yeah. what their assignment is has been good and that's why they've been successful so i think you know i don't i can't really say that there's much that needs work because again they've been consistent they they're staying you know true to their game plan like you mentioned they're keying on the pass more which gives a little bit yeah, of a window in the run game because you want to be back a little bit more so if if your front four doesn't get that penetration or gets beat and your linebackers are back a little bit further, then it takes them longer to get to the ball carrier. And with that speed that Miami has, that always lends a problem. But I think that the way that the bills are built right now, um, lends them to, to handle some of that speed. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're playing the, the nickel base defense. Lance, what do you, what about Puna Ford? We, you and I both, I think, praised this um, offseason acquisition by Brandon Bean and company, and we thought with the question marks with Tim Settle, with question marks with Jordan Phillips, we thought Puna Ford would kind of slide, and he's been – has he been active for a game? I don't think so. I think oh, he's been – he hasn't been active, active, which is – it's strange, surprise. but I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad that maybe we haven't needed him, I guess. And we haven't. Part of the, it, part and of we've the been approach good. is, it's I think, keeping guys fun. fresh, right? So I think that, you know – if Phillips or Settle gets banged up, he could step in, maybe give a guy a day off. If if Puna, you know, and I, you don't know because these guys are, um, you know, Puna's new to the system. So you don't know how much um, success or how great he's grasping what his responsibilities would be. Um, but yeah, we'll have, and I don't know exactly moving forward. It's a, it's a matchup if we need um, bigger guys, you know, against New England, let's say. I think you might see him against New England because we might need more beef up front. So maybe you take down one of the defensive linemen, maybe a Shaq. I don't know if a Shaq also can sit, but you know when Von Miller gets back, obviously that you know you sit down Kingsley Jonathan easily. Um, Was he active against the Jets? I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out because on Football Reference to say he's played two games this year, and I don't remember that. Yeah, I'll check it. You want to want to check that for me? Uh, a couple other comments before we get to our player of the game. Daquan Jones has been great. I John Roberts asking, and Izzy's right. Taron Johnson being okay was huge. Uh, looked like he was down. It looked like a cramp. Benefit of coming back on the game was massive for the secondary. We'll find out, like I said earlier in the show. If you're just tuning in, you can go back. And if you are just tuning in, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast. Tomorrow morning, Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch the last two games. I guess he was active the first two games. I don't remember. I know he was. I feel like he was active for one of the games. Didn't get any stuff. Um, but, you know, we definitely can go back to the inactive list. But I was going to say, John's asking, do you think Vaughn will play in England? We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that. But, Lance, are you ready for the play of the game, or are you still looking up this Puna Ford information? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. We're going to wrap up our Miami Game the Bills defeated Miami Dolphins forty eight to twenty, moving to three and one, dropping Miami two three and one, and the Bills 
moving to first place in the AFC East. So that's going to do it for that Miami game. But Lance, who was your player of the game? I got to say Stefan Diggs. I mean, I just loved his game. He was he had six catches, 120 yards, three touchdowns. He's now um, got four such games with uh, 120 yards and three touchdowns, um, which is tied with Wes Welker and uh, man, I'm drawing a blank on the, the other guy. Sorry, I'll I'll figure that out. But he there's only uh, Jerry Rice and Randy Moss that have had more 120-yard games with three-plus touchdowns. Stefan Diggs was electric on Sunday. That touchdown catch, he had three, uh, one across the goal line, one in the corner, the end zone on the left side of the corner, and then that breakaway tackle. He broke two tackles. That was electric. So Stefan Diggs, six catches, a buck 20, three touchdowns, was also targeted 70 uh, seven times, and he had a 55-yard catch for a touchdown. My player of the game, Mr. Josh Allen, 21 completions on 25 attempts for 320 yards, four touchdowns, a QBR of 88.9, a passer rating of 158.3. He took what the defense gave him. He was electric. He used his legs when he had to. He found the open receiver, didn't force the ball at all, and all of a sudden, Josh Allen, after an abysmal week one, has the best odds to win the MVP through four weeks. What a turnaround. Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. If you can go Daquan Jones. You can go Leonard Floyd. There's a couple guys you can go when you win 48 to 20. But those were my uh, player, of the, our player of the game. Lance. London, baby. London. Across the pond. We're going like the title, like this title of the show uh, says. Bill said statement. Now can they can they do it across the pond? We're gonna get to in a matchup we like down in a little bit. We've about 15, 20 minutes after the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, we appreciate it. And thank you for everyone that is watching and listening on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Retweet if you're on Twitter and comment and like and subscribe if you're on Facebook and if you're on YouTube. And as always, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use code Blitz. Jaguars preview. We'll get to a matchup. We'll do our score predictions as we always do to end the show. Lance, I kind of forgot to put the predictions out on Twitter on Sunday. That was my bad. But you didn't text me angrily, so it wasn't at the end of the world. Uh, we, were, You know what? It didn't matter. The Bills won. Who cares? Because we did not both did not predict that. So we both predicted the Bills to win, not that score. Lance, where do you want to start with this Jaguars preview? A Jaguars team that is 2-2 two and two on the year, and I don't know, like, where they were picked to win the AFC South. They won a playoff game last year, but this team feels very weird. They're sitting at two and two, third in the AFC South. They have two wins. They defeated the Colts 31-21, and they defeated the Atlanta Falcons recently in London 23-7. But they lost to, to the Chiefs 17-9, a game that they, they probably could have won. They didn't play great. And they got steamrolled by Houston 37-17. Lance, where do you want to go to this on this Jaguars on Jaguars week, which for us this game will be starting at 9.30 Eastern time. Yeah, I think you have to understand that the Jaguars have been in London now for over a week, and I think that's going to help them. I think it's going to be a tough game for the Bills. It's um, hopeful that they're able to go over, go out there and, and still be able to execute. Um, that trip is not easy, obviously. Um, adjusting to time differences and things are not easy, but um, that's why they get paid to do it. So hopefully that whole thing 
doesn't come into play and we can see a really good matchup, but I think it, it does come into play a little bit and, and will be a tough matchup for the Bills. So I think the Bills offensive line has done a pretty good job thus far of neutralizing opposing teams' pass rushes um, outside of the Jets game maybe. But let's see now with the other Josh Allen on the other side. Um, will they're will, gonna this, that. will he wreck the game um, like he did a couple years back, or will yeah, we be able ago. to neutralize him and the, the rest of the Jaguars' pass rush and be able to be effective? I think that doing some things in the running game with some those sprint draws that we've been doing, which we didn't see too many of those actually this week, so maybe mm-hmm. they get back to that to kind of neutralize that pass rush. Um, that's really going to be, you know, the big thing that I'm looking for is understanding, you know, trying to see, all right, we've got through four games. Now it seems like the Bills offensive line is kind of gelling here. Can they keep that momentum going and have a strong showing here in London? Yeah, well, Roy, I don't think it's an excuse. I just think it's the realization what the travel to London is. But look, this is a Jaguars team that's, like I said, had huge, huge expectations coming into the year. But we got to kind of remember, they rattled off about six or seven wins in a row to end last year just to win that division by beating Tennessee in the final week to get into the playoffs. So this team is a little, maybe not as good as people think. They have some weapons, though, Lance. They have some weapons. Trevor Lawrence, who's been, I would say, if it wasn't for Joe Burrow, would probably have gotten, probably getting a little more hate for his level of play. Hasn't been great. Hasn't been good. He's been decent, not as bad as Joe Burrow. Maybe that's why he's not getting that hate. Travis Etienne, on my fantasy team, he's been really underwhelming, in my opinion. Uh, 20 carries for 55 yards against Atlanta, 2.8 yards per carry. They have weapons, though. They got some weapons. They don't have the speed that Miami does, but Christian Kirk is good. Evan Ingram's a really good tight end. Calvin Ridley, who's been, he had a, did have a touchdown last week, but outside of week one's been kind of meh. And we all remember, guys, Zay Jones, and we'll see if he plays on Sunday. Um, they have weapons. They have weapons. But this is a Jaguars team that, Lance, I don't buy. Do you buy their defense? Do you buy them up besides the front seven? Are we just going to talk about this every week? Every team we play has a good front seven and just keeps getting worse as we go back. Because it, it's with the Commanders. It's with the Raiders. With, uh, it was with Miami last week as well. Right. Well, I think that's because we we know that when Allen gets rattled, I was trying to find the comment um, that kind of goes uh, that goes hand in hand with that. Um, here's one um, similar thing. Uh, yeah. So, not reverting, going for the big plays and throwing it. So, the reason. Allen reverts to this at times is pressure. Okay. So um, here we go. So, so when we take care of the ball and we're, and we're not going for those big plays, there's one more yeah. comment here that I just wanted to. Oh, you're, you're doing some soul searching right now. Bring up here. Comments. And I just, yeah, because they were good comments. I appreciate everyone. I want you guys no, to we, be in the comments and make sure that we, you're we, out We appreciate there. it. Sometimes um, the comments just come a bit early until we get to our topic. Exactly. Here it is. And we don't. So we Kenny don't Bills Mafia prods. So third quarter, he Allen takes the sack, and then we just settle for a field goal. But it's not a turnover. And no, those are the big things. Those are the kind of the things that we're starting to see. So I think 
all all good stuff out there, guys. I think we really need to continue to see that more and more. We need to continue to build on that. I think this is going to be a big game for that. I think it's not an excuse that the Bills going to to London um, is going to affect them, but the reality is they're traveling on Thursday. And what I understand from what I, you know, this is just me interpreting what I hear, uh, you know, from on the radio or wherever else is that they'll travel overnight Thursday. So they'll have to sleep on a plane, which I can't do personally. Then they're going to work out when they get there, stay up all day Friday, and then try to go to sleep and start their routine, um, you know, for, for Saturday and then Sunday's the game. So we'll see how it works, man. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not an excuse, but if the other team's already over there and they've been acclimated and and you got to go over there, there's going to be at least one or two guys that get a little screwed up from the travel. And hopefully it's not the wrong guy. Little caffeine, little caffeine. caffeine. All we need, we only, all we need is energy for three hours. Lance. after that, they can fall asleep and we have to drag them out. I don't care. Uh, Excited for London. Can't wait for those wild fans. I love the fans about in London, uh, how they always show, always show up with different teams' jerseys. It's, I find it always funny how the long NFL's yeah. been doing. NFL's been doing this for, I don't know, a good amount of years. It's always funny to see. I love when they pan and you see random jerseys, and it's cool. And they do well. They Those games sell out. They're, they're playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is a Premier League team. Nice stadium. Uh but yeah, and I think that Hotspur Stadium is actually also going to be very similar um, to a little bit of what the Bills Stadium is going to look same like. Same designer or architect that that designed that same to what the Bills Stadium would be in 26. But Lance, I'm looking at this Jaguar secondary, and we'll get to our matchup that we like in a second here. But I think Andre Cisco, he was a former, he was a Cuse. Cuse, baby. Uh, Tyson Campbell, either day one or day two pick, I don't remember, from Georgia. Rashawn Jenkins at safety. Trey Herndon, this secondary isn't great. It's they're going to be tested. The linebacking core is going to be tested. We've warned teams with teams with not good linebackers can't guard the Bills because they have too many weapons across the middle of the field. If the Bills, we've, we're going to keep saying this because for some reason the Bills are playing a team with a much better up front than they're in the back. But I don't, I don't it's think really this, just Josh Allen, really. Josh you know, Allen and Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen so. It's that the, the, the the Jaguars' defense is not up to par to stop this Bills defense, in my Bills offense, in my opinion. But I do think Trevor Lawrence, who's a good, really good quarterback, a top ten quarterback in the National Football League, has has some weapons. He hasn't put it together through four games. They're two and two. They were almost handed on a silver platter that Chiefs game. They didn't want to take it. Then they got absolutely rolled by Houston, who just rolled Pittsburgh. So maybe Houston's better than we think. And I think CJ Stroud's a hell of a quarterback, but I think it's one of those games. The Bills right now they're sitting at five and a half point spread. It's a neutral site game, so if they were home, they would be around eight and a half nine point favorites, which is absurd to think of. Uh, maybe more seven, seven, eight point spreads, which is crazy. The Jaguars seem to make the playoffs, but the Jaguars through four weeks haven't showed you anything to a team that you think can be a playoff contender. They're in a poor division, but they're two and two. They haven't. They beat the Colts and the Falcons. Yeah. One of the, it's one of those teams that the Bills should beat. They should take care of, but it's you're going overseas. It's a little bit of different. But Lance, you know what I love for you and I? You get up around nine, eight thirty, eight, eat breakfast, and watch the Bills. We don't get that on the East Coast. 
West Coast, you do because the games start at 10. If you're in the one o'clock window, you can you can push do a little little mini brunch during the game. But I, I don't also mind really, it. Man. Really cute that you you get up at eight o'clock in the morning. I I have a three year old and I get up at like uh, five thirty six o'clock. Well, even on a Sunday. Yeah, it, it, you, you know what you once you, you should, once you start a routine there, it just keeps rolling. So I actually get up at six thirty better on a Saturday and Sunday. I'm, that's I'm fair. Like wide awake on a Saturday Sunday at six thirty more than I am on what a work day. You know, you know you should, I don't know. You should. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you. Would yeah, do. and guys, don't take what I said about the travel is to me making. I, I don't think they're going to lose because of it. I just think that it's a possibility that yeah. you know yeah. this. This is a disadvantage to go over there uh, on a Thursday night, and for the Jaguars to have already been there. That's all I'm saying. It's not a big deal. I think the Bills are going to overcome it. I just hope that that doesn't you know, cause issues for some guys or too many guys. Cause I think it's going to get one or two people. I think you're going to have it's, uh, one or two guys that just happen to. Let's hope it's the equipment guys. <laughs> Somebody, but I, let's hope Josh Allen, gonna, his name's someone's not going to be able, you know, just the the way people are, they're not going to be able to sleep on the plane or they're not going to, you know, be comfortable. And, and it's going to lend itself to maybe a bad game by one or two, one or two players. And, and that Bills is what it won. is. But the Bills are, Bills are is he's right. The Bills are rolling people right now. They rolled the Commanders. They rolled the Raiders. They rolled Miami. They're rolling people. They're fun this to Jacksonville watch. The offense hasn't been firing on all cylinders. Like no, it has not. Um, it has not. None and of the stats that they've put up have jumped off the page to me. They have good names, and I think guys like Travis Etienne as a name, um, you know, you know, gives you like, oh man, they're going to need to stop him. But overall, I think this defensive scheme. Someone said earlier in the comments again about McDermott taking over the play calling of this defense. I think that none of none of these offenses that we're facing now really scares me. I think that, you know, the Bills defense with McDermott, now we, we are uh, down 27, obviously. So and, and we maybe maybe 24 comes in and, and gets um, Oh, we didn't rolling. talk about that. So Is he, does he play Sunday? Oh, let's talk about two things because we're not running out of time, but we don't yes, want to be here more. We don't want to hear more than ours. Do you think Von Miller plays Sunday? And it's Kyrie, Dude, he's Elon. chomping at the bit. So I, I read an article from Matt Perino, um, and Von Miller says he's going to go out there and give it everything he has on Wednesday at practice, and he's hoping that people give him the green light to play on to play on Sunday. He wants to. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm not. I I think he wanted to play last year, the week after the Detroit game when he tore his ACL. If it was up to him, but I would be shocked if he played. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's ready because this. Pass rush, this defensive line leads, and along with some of the linebackers, this team leads the NFL in sacks or tied for first with the Chargers at 16. Just add your best edge rusher in Von Miller. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy fathom. But I do think they give it one more week. And he his first game is Sunday night against the Giants, which is yeah, I, like it. if I have to like look inward and and not uh not as the fan of because I'm just a yeah. big Von Miller fan. I'm a fan of the guy. So if he wants to play. I always want to watch him, and that's where that comes from. I think, but I think the way Sunday this night. regime works is that he, he probably does need to play. I think it's a Sunday night. I think he comes back Sunday night, and his but first I game Elon is. Does. I think Elam plays, and I think oh, he Elon's plays playing. more than people. Oh, Elam's playing. I think he's playing more. I don't know he, might start. he might well, start across the If you think about it, right, Lance? have Dean Jackson in there. Let's play the numbers game. They Through three weeks, they have activated three boundary corners. One slot, three boundary, and three safeties. 
I'm not going to throw the Siren Neals in there because you know what I mean. Special teams, like guys that play. Like last week, it was not Poyer, but it's been Rat Poyer and it's uh, Ben Hyde. This past week was Hamlin, which was really cool to see Hamlin back on the field. But this past week it was Trey White. It's been Benford and it's been Dane Jackson. That's three boundary corners, four total corners with Taron Johnson. Okay, you lose one of your boundary corners. Just you're going to insert another boundary corner. It's going to be Dane Jackson. It's going to be Christian Benford and it's going to be Kyrie Elam. He's playing. I don't know if he starts or not, but man, this is a huge, huge, huge opportunity for Kyrie. Yeah, really to is. kind of these four weeks have probably have not been. They cannot have been easy on him. His ment like his mentality. Uh, his headspace, but you you play well, you play, you take the ball away, you do your job, and it can kind of go away. So I think this, I don't know. you know, he comes in. I think he's going to start. I think you know, it's you been for starts. Neelam. I think you know, Dane Jackson plays some special teams, maybe. So you know, that's what um, gives Dane the nod over uh, Trey Kyrie Elam. And dude. so, yeah, I think it's it's a tough, tough, it's a tough gut, loss. It was a gut punch. I think that you know we we overcome it, and I think Elam for well, sure will will come out, and he's going to be playing um, with a chip on his shoulder because he's going to want to show that you know he should be out there. So, well, Lance, you and I have talked about this throughout what six seven months. You and I have done a show to, together that the Bills, the place they can afford the injury the most always is the corner because there's something about McDermott's system you just kind of puts out the next best guy and they have worked Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace, obviously Trey white, Christian Benford, who's turned into a starter, who's turned into a really good corner. And when you're healthy, you have Poyer and Hyde back there, which and that's the thing. Them. Nobody said, Oh, is Hyde playing this week or is uh Poyer playing Poyer. this week? We'll I, think yeah, I think he's, yeah, I think he's just as uh, crucial. Um, oh, he's huge. You know, as, as, but I, I, thought too, I, think... I thought Taylor Rapp held his own, held his own on uh Sunday. That he did a good job. And that's kind of why they brought I didn't notice him, which was nice. That's good. It wasn't noticed. That's, that's good. That means he didn't mess up. Didn't have great what grades. Mean? I looked it up when you said that earlier in the show. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't think he wasn't great. the best. But, but again, he wasn't. He did his job. Fault. Yeah, he didn't um, You know, cost us anything, I don't think. And it's easy well, to yeah. erase that when you win 48 to 20, right? So I would think, the, yeah. you know, even if it is, uh, like I said, you're not going to win every rep. And, and if he. Uh, loses a couple, that's going to be what it is. I think that having Lance, player back our, is going to be nice. Before we get to our score predictions, is there a quick matchup you're watching for on Sunday? Yeah, I think this specifically, again, the tight end, I think we said this another game as well, but, and you mentioned that we keep saying some, some of the same things, but um, the tight end group here going through some of the, the linebacking for um, and the safe, against the safeties, I, Andre Cisco is obviously um, one of their best defenders on the backside. But I think that you have to see um, Knox and Kincaid again, uh, you know, being a factor in this offense. Jen Jennifer's coming in after years of heartbreak. We deserve to be selfish and destroy those teams. We do. We do. Uh, a matchup that I kind of like. A matchup that I kind of like to uh, see is. The Bills run defense against Travis Etienne because I think Travis Etienne has a ton of talent, a ton of potential. He's been very up and down this year for the Jaguars through four games, and one of the reasons they're two and two, and maybe not three and one or four and zero. Oh. Uh, but it's one of those games. It's one of those running backs that I think 
is aggressive. He can be good at the Bills. You can just limit the big play because I don't think he's a great runner inside the tackle. He kind of likes to bounce it outside. He did at Clemson, and he's done so far in Jacksonville. If the Bills can limit those big plays, puts a lot more pressure on Trevor Lawrence, and it allows the Bills' pass rush to just kind of pin their ears back and kind of do their thing. So, look, the Bills are going up to a matchup against a Jaguars team that is been very inconsistent. A win, two losses, and a win. They've they've been a definition of, of average. And Izzy's Izzy's right. Let's get right into the score predictions. Izzy has 34-17 Bills. Jags, the best fight in weeks. Lance, who do you got this week? Bills, Jags, 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff in London. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure they're going to score so many points this week. Um, so I'm going to pick 27-17 Bills win. I like it. I like it. I like it so much, I almost picked it. My Bills versus Jaguars score predictions, I got Bills 28 and Jaguars 17. I think I think you and I are right there. I think the Bills score a good amount of points, a couple touchdowns in there, do their thing. The defense kind of plays plays what they, we've seen. Uh, they limited the Jaguars into the teens. I don't know if this is the Bills scoring 30 to 40 points. It doesn't feel like that type of game on Sunday, Lance, especially after the Miami game when they dropped 48. But you never know with this offense. I like 28-17. You like 27-17. DF's 36. Roy's 30. Robbie's 38-24. Everybody's in the 30s here. Lance, you and I maybe don't – Guess we don't see them going to the 30s. I don't. I don't. I don't see. Yeah, them. we'll see. I don't think that. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope. Uh, yeah. Roy's right. 30 to 13 sounds pretty good to me, right? That'd be awesome. 34 17 sounds good to me too. Bills win sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Dude, Bills winning feel, is the important piece. Did you feel like this show just flew by? Yeah, just blinks, and here we are. I some some shows don't. Some shows do. This one did because you know what? When you win 48 to 20 feels just a little bit better that is gonna do it for us lance before we get out of here and thank you to everyone that listened on facebook youtube and twitter thank you for everyone that was commenting throughout the evening and if you're now listening on audio platform apple Podcasts, spotify or odyssey or wherever you get your built and buffalo podcast we appreciate it if you guys just tuning in you want to listen to podcast comes out tomorrow morning at 1 a.m if you're just tuning in now rewind and watch the show wherever you guys are watching. Yeah, Lance, you feel the breeze? I do. Yeah, uh, uh, air conditioning just turned on a little bit or something turned on, so I got to feel yeah. it right here. Izzy's um, right. Izzy's right. Smash that like. Robbie, have a good night, Robbie. We appreciate you watching. But Lance, who are we sponsored by? Yeah, the Buffalo Blitz is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Promo code BLITZ when you sign up on Underdog Fantasy app or underdogfantasy.com. We'll get you to pause the match up to $100. Right now, Best Ball Mania 4 is going on. I believe you are not able to enter anymore, but uh, the qualifying so weeks are going on. So, um, biggest uh, fantasy football contest in the world. So, um, yeah, go out there, sign up for, for uh, Underdog Fantasy, use promo code BLITZ, get your deposit matched up to $100, and uh, you can win money. Uh, same day, so go bet on your favorite Bills players or favorite Bills matchups, yeah, and, or any NFL, uh, baseball. I love. That. I use it all anything. the time. Um, you know, you, 
their pick'em game that allows you to um, have the feel uh, of putting in a slip and getting the money the same day. So, yeah, okay, that is gonna do it for us. Everyone that was is listening on audio platform, we appreciate it on the Boom Buffalo Podcast Network. You're watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you for being in the comment section. Thank you for following. Thank you for liking. Thank you for retweeting. Thank you for supporting the Buffalo Blitz every Tuesday at 8 p.m. We'll be back next Tuesday once again at 8 p.m. We'll be recapping the Bills-Jaguars game and getting you guys ready for Bills-Giants on Sunday Night Football. He was Lance. I was Peter. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills, baby. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.